0: Well, as I said at the beginning of the service, we're continuing today in this series called What is God Like? We've talked about the holiness of God, the justness of God, the mercy or compassion of God, and today we're going to talk about the love of God. In each case, um, because we are created in the image of God and because Jesus invites us to come follow him, to obey him, we're also supposed to show in our own human limited sense, we're supposed to reflect Uh, extend those same traits, holiness, justness, uh, compassion, and mercy, love, to those around us. Uh, So that's what we're going to focus on today is love, God's love for us, and then we're going to talk about our love for God as well as for each other, our neighbor. That should sound very familiar. Um, That, in fact, is the great commandment. As Jesus uh, identified it with a a young expert in the, the law who asked him, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus affirmed man's answer. It's to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So that's kind of a, a brief outline. And the sermon's going to be a little bit short and, and maybe a little bit teachy, more like a class this morning. Uh, just, it's how it came together. But I want to end with a, a homework assignment for you, so you can prepare yourself to, to jot a question or two down on your phone or on your bulletin at the end. We're going to focus in uh, first here on Romans 5, Just verse 8. There's a world of stuff going on in in Romans 5 that I would love to talk through, but um, we'd be missing lunch at that point. And verse 8 is the one that talks about God's love. So that's what I want to focus on. It's this. But God demonstrates his own love for us. That's God's love for us. That's what we're talking about. And I want to talk about three key ways that God demonstrates his love. Two are in this Romans 5-8 passage, and then a third is going to be in a different Romans passage. But the first is sacrificial love. And it's in the last part of that verse, God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that Christ died for us. God has shown this kind of love, and um, gave us hints of this kind of love throughout the Old Testament Scriptures, when you have Uh, Isaac and Abraham going up to the mountain uh, to be sacrificed, and yet God intervenes. We have um, the scapegoat built into uh, the the Jewish system of sacrifices and the the lamb that is sacrificed uh, for the sins of the people. This is what Christ is, except ultimately so, perfectly so. He is the atoning lamb. He is the sacrifice. He died for us that our sin, which we can't straighten out on our own, that it might be reconciled and made right with God. Um, and that's a demonstration, this verse says, of God's love for us, that Christ did this on our behalf. It is a sacrificial death, Christ giving up his own life for our sake. Uh, and it accomplishes our salvation. Um, in Ephesians 5.2, it says this of Christ's death, That Christ loved you and gave himself up for you, an offering and a sacrifice to God. So God's motivation and Jesus's motivation to die on the cross was love for us. Um, A second key way that God demonstrates his love is what I talked about with the children, unconditional love. And it's this other part of verse 8. God demonstrates his own love towards us in that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. We didn't earn it. We didn't do anything to kind of get across the finish line or closer to the finish line. But while we were helpless in sin, says that elsewhere in Romans, God came to us uh, with the sacrifice of Christ. I want to briefly uh, show you a passage from Deuteronomy. Again, this is not just the New Testament God, as some people say, but this is what God is like all the time. This is a passage in Deuteronomy 4. This is right before... God gives Moses and uh, the people of Israel the Ten Commandments the second time. Did you know he gave them twice? The first time in Exodus 20 was to uh, the people of Israel who God had delivered out of Egypt. And they were so disobedient, so wayward in the wilderness that God held them there until their children and grandchildren were born. And now this is a new generation that God is going to lead into the Promised Land And just to re-up the the covenant and the promises with the new generation, uh, they do the Ten Commandments all over again. And those children of the original Israelites, they they enter into a covenant with God. But this is, I wanted to read you some of this. This is how um, the Lord and Moses talks about God. And I want you to see God's love in there as the basis for this, just as you see in the New Testament. From there, and he's telling these children, (laughs) he's trying to be obedient to get into the promised land. He's just told them, you're going to make it because you're obedient now. But you know what? Your children are going to mess up again and you're going to lose it all and go into exile. But listen, from there, you will seek, they will seek the Lord, right? And you will find him if you search for him. This is the message of a lot of those prophets to the exile is search for the Lord. and He will be found um, if you love him with all your heart and soul. A little bit later, the Lord your God is a compassionate God. That's what we talked about last week, the mercy and compassion of God. He will not uh, fail you or destroy you, nor forget the covenant with your fathers, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which he swore to them. This is because he loved your fathers, and, parentheses, and he loves you, right? Because God is a loving God. He's a faithful God. Oh, I'm getting ahead. That's next week. He is a loving God. Therefore, he chose you, their descendants, after them because he loved um, your, your parents so much. And he personally brought you from Egypt by his great power. So know today and take it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and in the earth below there is no other. Um, but I want, What I wanted you to see in all of that way back in the Old Testament you know, when there's plagues and, and wars and everything else is it's because of God's love that he rescues and delivers and leads and keeps coming back to a disobedient and um, wayward people. Unconditional love of God. So a sacrificial, unconditional, and I want you to hear that for yourself, that God, neither will God leave or forsake you. Even on your worst day, even when you've messed up for the 37th time, God's mercies are new. Every morning, his love um, is dependable. And then I want to jump over to Romans 8 and talk about a third um, way God demonstrates in his love, and is that it is a strong love. And this is probably familiar to many of you. I often am asked to use it at funerals because of the, the hope that it gives. Um, but Romans 8, so same book that we're in, in Romans 5, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul writes this, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, that's, that's a lot of things, right? It's all the things, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is God's love for you described here, is a strong love. So it's those three things. It's sacrificial, it's unconditional, and it's strong. And there's probably more we can say beyond that, but that's, that's plenty to hang your hat on today. God loves you. I want you to hear that. And then part two of these sermons each week is, this is what God is like. What are we supposed to be like? So I want to turn to two passages. The first is in Deuteronomy 6. You heard this as the call to worship. Um, we are, and this is, this is basically, I'm going to rehash to you the great commandment. If God loves us in this way, we are supposed to then love God, and in a minute, love others, but love God. I want to talk about the Shema um, that you heard at the beginning of the service. It says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God. Right? We've, they already know God loves you. You are to love God back. How? With all your heart and all your soul and with all your might. And when the Greeks translated this passage into Greek, they needed more words, because that's how Greek people were, so they add, and with all your mind. It's basically, my favorite paraphrase of this, is to love God with all you are and all you have. It's the kind of thing you would hear in a wedding, right? That kind of vow With all, you, all you've got. All you are, all you have, all you've got. Love God with, with everything. That's the first part of how we imitate God in, in our love. The second part comes from Ephesians 5, and that is love others. Or as Ephesians says, walk in love. Ephesians, in Ephesians, we read, therefore be imitators of God. Right? We're talking about reflecting out what God is like in our own lives. So be imitators of God as God's beloved children and walk in love. Right? That describes Life, lifestyle, right? It's not just individual, but it's it's how we are all the time. Walk in love just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for you, an offering and a sacrifice. I already mentioned that, back talking about love as being sacrificial. We're to imitate and emulate God's love for us with others. And if you think about it, Jesus' invitation as he would encounter people would be to say, come and follow me. That wasn't just... You know, walk six steps behind me, but it was do the things I do, right? Act in the way that I act, imitate me, obey me, follow me. So we are to love God. We are to love others. So I mentioned homework questions. Here you go. I don't do this most weeks, um, but I wanted to try something different today. Two questions. You know, part number two has a bunch of parts, but here they are. How have you experienced God's love for you? I think we always have to start there um, before we understand how and why we're to act. But how have you, and you don't have to answer here in the service, this is is a take home, right? This afternoon, this evening, but I want to challenge you to answer this. How have you experienced God's love for you? And then part two, as we reflect that out and love others, and maybe you need a prayer before answering this, who do you need to love, even if they don't deserve it? Remember, God's love is sacrificial, sacrificial unconditional, and strong. And some, some parenthetical helper questions to answer that is, what does that look like? What's keeping you from doing it? What are you going to do about it? Right? I don't want you to say, who do you need to love? I mean, the goal is, OK, then go do it, right? But you got to start with, who is it that you know, I have, <laughs> it's, it's just that simple and that hard. Who do you need to love? that you have held back from. But if you're truly emulating God's love, sacrificial, unconditional, strong, forgiving, who is God calling you to go love? So that's, that's my assignment for you and myself. I need to work on these things too. And God bless the hearing and the, the response to that word. Amen.